Welcome, Pudding People, to another episode of Everybody Loves Pudding, Ken's Movie Reviews. This week, we take a trip back to the year 2015 with the movie Mr. Right. As always, we'll begin with whether or not we think this is a movie that should possibly be seen in theaters, which might be difficult unless you have time travel as a possibility, uh, or whether it's something you should wait for on streaming, possibly purchase on Blu-ray, or maybe something that you should just kind of give a pass altogether. After which, we will go into a more broken down dissection of the movie, step by step, as we will talk about cast, director, costuming and props, location, cinematography, plot and writing, and any bonus points. Everything will add up to a potential total amount of points of 100, which has not happened yet, but you know, never, never know, could happen. But uh, let's get into it. So, Mr. Wright, like I said, came out in 2015. This is a movie I didn't even see any sort of advertisements for back in the day. I, I would have immediately wanted to see this film if I saw some sort of ad. I must have been hidden under a rock somewhere. But it came across uh, Netflix, and I saw who was in it, and I said that I just have to watch this because it seems like it could be pretty awesome. Uh, if this would have been out in theaters, uh, or I should say when this was out in theaters, and if I'd have known about it, I definitely would have wanted to go see it. Uh, and that would have been my suggestion to anybody after saying it. it's just kind of a fun date movie if you're into kind of uh, some some light action, light rom-com, odd mashup kind of affair. Um, but yeah, just kind of kind of one of those great movies. Definitely worth a watch on the stream. Uh, and I, I think it's something that's uh, worth a worth an hour and a half, two hours of time. But let's break into it more specifically. So <clears throat> this film, I'm going to start like I start so many others with talking a little bit about the director. Now the director is Paco Cabezas. Um, I had not actually heard of this gentleman before this film, and I've looked a little bit at what he's done before and after, and just not a lot of stuff that kind of overlaps into anything that I know about, um, but uh, that would have given me no expectations in going in to see the film, which was perfect. So I didn't have any, any thoughts, and it was able to kind of give me some surprises and some fun that I would not normally have had otherwise. Um I will say that um, there were some uh, interesting choices made in terms of how to edit the, the movie together. It flows really well at times and maybe not so well at other times. I think that's maybe the only directorial criticism I can give. And even that is kind of a really minimal one. Um, it just sometimes seems to move too fast past plot points that could be extrapolated and then just never really are. Um, but I mean, all in all, I think, uh, there was, there was a clear indication that there was a pretty decent gel between the director and the actors and, uh, everybody that was behind making the film. It seemed like everybody had a pretty good time putting it together and it, and it kind of comes through. So we'll give that an easy 14 out of 20 on that one. Um, so casting, this is really where this film shines. Um, in order for this film to work, it has to really revolve around the two leads and Sam Rockwell and Anna Kendrick and the, the main, the main villainous individual, uh, sort of antagonist, not really exactly villainous because this is a strange film because the protagonists aren't exactly heroes either. Uh, but Tim Roth playing the, the major, uh, uh, antagonist role with some secondary antagonism coming from RZA. If you are in, 
anyone out there is a little bit of a, uh, a fan of rap, uh, uh, you will know who RZA is, but of course you also got Anson Mount and, uh, Michael Eklund in this. So, I mean, pretty, pretty, for the most part, an interesting cast. I mean, you the, the three big names, I mean, everybody pretty much knows Rockwell, Kendrick and, and Tim Roth and, Maybe some of the others may not be quite so well known, but everybody did a really great job in their roles. Uh, and actually, RZA's uh, uh, part in this is some kind of interesting—not exactly comic relief, but it is his part is really important to lighten up the mood of the film when he comes into it just a little bit to give a slightly different perspective. He kind of gets to be one of the individuals that seems more sane than everybody else does, and, and that's kind of fun. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, you got to have that, that, uh, charisma and chemistry and, uh, Sam Rockwell and Anna Kendrick have both shown over time that they have a great deal of charisma on, on screen. And I was kind of curious whether or not they would be able to have any sort of chemistry between each other. And I think that they did. I think that it worked really well. Um, it was, it was kind of light and, um, and flirty and just good. And it seemed to work really well. And then of course, uh, Tim Roth was given the chance to be a little more uh, sarcastic in, in his role. So it gave him a little more uh, playing off of his normal type because he always has those serious roles that he tends to get. Uh, whether you're uh, talking about just if you only know him from the Hulk movie or whether you've seen him on television because he had a long-running series on TV as of a very serious individual that could read your behaviors. you know. So he has those kinds of... Um, uh, those kinds of characters a lot that are very serious, but he has, while this character is serious, it has a very light side. Again, this whole movie is kind of mixing that serious with the light at the same time. And I think the casting was pretty much perfect for that because they could all kind of pull that off between being uh, just completely crazy and being just deadpan straight. Um, I don't think you could have gotten any better than that. I'm going to give that an easy 17 out of 20. Now, uh, costuming and props should be a fairly simple uh, adjudication here just because there's not a lot to it. I mean, it doesn't take place in any sort of weird time or fantasy realm. Uh, there's no there's no fantastic elements that really require a great deal of uh, extra effort in creation of something new. It's all just normal clothing, normal guns. Um, so there's no real MacGuffin as it were. Or, so there's no one item that just kind of, uh, that just kind of jumps out with the exception is there are a lot of hats uh, and a, uh, and the clown nose. And I like the clown nose that, that, that worked really well for me. That was just a lot of fun. Um, but at the same time, that means that there's nothing for the most part in costuming and props that really jumped out and amazed me. So it's just kind of a, a solid all around costuming and props. Uh, so we're going to skip by that for the most part and give that just an eight out of 10. Uh, moving on to location, they had quite a few locations between the, uh, the apartment of uh, Martha uh, at the, the beginning uh, and in parts later on. Uh, you tend to go all over the city in, in lots of kind of secondary locations. The only other really big location other than the apartment really is the uh, the bad guy's hideout. Um, but uh, it's kind of an older two-story house um, that they, uh, it seems like they, for the most part, shot on, on, on site rather than having a lot of sets. But 
Uh, you know, I could be wrong because, you know, people in movies are very good about uh, uh, fooling us and recreating things uh, and mishmashing things together. But it seemed very much like it was on location for the most part for shooting the film, um, wherever it is they were going. And they gave you a lot of they gave you a lot of variety without the the minorly annoying thing that you've seen in a lot of movies where they have to tell you where it is in big block letters. We're in Rome. We're in this. They didn't do that because it really didn't matter to the plot for the most part. It's just they are in a different part of the city, and that's that's pretty much all there is to it. But you get a nice amount of variety, and 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 it just, again, it kind of works in, in a fun little way. So we'll give that a good 8 out of 10 as well. Uh, cinematography, this is... This is where it's kind of important, especially in an action film. There's got to be some good camera work so that uh, uh, so that it just doesn't become a jumbled mess, uh, uh, especially with the way that that uh, this film could have gone. That could have been a, a disaster, but it really wasn't. Um, the the shots that focused more around the relationship were mostly uh, one shot and two shots. Um, it nothing really exaggerated or all that impressive really on those just it didn't need to be it just needed to be simple and engaging and it was but when you got into the actual bits of combat there were enough changes of angle and uh, changes in tracking and a a variety of other things that happened that it kept it interesting Um, and but not so much that it it seemed like you were trying to hide stuff so often you will get um, uh people that have not trained enough and you'll you'll have to cut around to to hide the fact that they aren't actually able to jump up that wall or able to do the martial arts that they're portraying that they're able to do or whatever and so it's just again it's to jump 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 you don't get that with this it's a nice smooth flow you get the back and forth in the firefights between the protagonist and the antagonist it works really well the lighting is is solid i never got a, a, at a point in the film so many uh, current films want to be very dark, and that's great in a theater sometimes. Uh, it's almost never good in a house just because if you have a nice television and you have normal lighting, you're going to get some reflection. It's just not going to look great if it's in anything other than absolute darkness. Everything was nicely lit, fairly bright. It had some good um, tinting, some nice color palettes that were added to it at least it seemed like there were some yellows and oranges that were kind of overlaid uh, it kind of gave it just kind of an organic warm feel um and uh, it it just played out very well i especially liked the uh, scene that was uh, towards the beginning of the film that was in it looks like a, a hotel um and they're just fighting uh there's a firefight uh between uh, a group of individuals and uh, francis that uh, takes place where it looks like there's a, a wedding that's going to be occurring. So you got all the wedding stuff all around, uh, just kind of fun stuff. Um, and especially when you get towards the end of the film where they've really uh, developed uh, the character of Martha even more and she has her own dilemma that she has to face and you're kind of going back and forth between her and Francis. The cuts are natural and they're, they spend an enough time on each character to really develop what's happening and and that's that's definitely good for the storytelling so i would probably give that a a a solid 15 out of 20 for that one and that of course leaves us back to the plot what some would consider to be the most important part um i would say just going into this 
don't expect too much. <laughs> this is kind of meant to be a light movie. Its its plot is uh, got some problems, uh, it, mostly in in the form of missing elements and unrealistic character development. Um, so, I mean, the the character of Francis is clearly in a, not in his right mind, uh, and there's and they play up to Sam Rockwell's strengths. I mean, this is a man who knows how to dance and can <laughs> kind of be front stage, and they work that into the combat sections very nicely, uh, and he's just kind of naturally funny. But when you mix that as uh, as somebody that's going to be going with Anna Kendrick as as the uh, – as the I don't want to I don't want to call her the love interest because while she is certainly that she is she is clearly an uh, an equal secondary character without uh, which the film doesn't work uh, you have to have her be um, on even footing in terms of the strength of character with the Francis character so Martha is is solid but she's also kind of a mix between they they seem to try and put it as slightly nutty. Uh, along with uh, on the side of normal uh, but as the movie develops and she kind of slides slides along in the in the relationship even with somebody that's just a little nutty she makes some decisions on this relationship that a just nutty person isn't going to make you would clearly have to be insane to make some of these choices uh, which is fine uh, because, like I said, don't don't think too hard on this. This is intended to be just kind of a fun thing. Think, uh, think, um, taming of the shrew level of um, kind of uh, humor and uh, quippiness. Um, now, I'm not calling the Shakespeare by any stretch of the imagination, but that that kind of tone, I guess, is kind of what I got out of it. Um, it's it's. Maybe not an exact and, and perfect uh, comparison, but again, like a lot of Shakespearean plays, you have to do a lot to suspend your disbelief. So you're going to have to suspend a lot in order to watch this film and not just go, that is not the way that works. That's not how these things happen. It's meant to just be kind of fun, um, especially the the whole thing where the main character, Francis, is an assassin who has decided that if somebody hires him now, he will actually kill whoever hires him because murder is bad, which would work the first time, <laughs> maybe the second. But eventually, people would know not to hire you anymore pretty quickly. So it seems like there's there's a little bit of a problem there, but the whole purpose of it isn't to be logical. It's to kind of give you a flavor of where his mental state is. Uh, and the um, starting the Martha character with kind of a breakup, I understand the importance of her of it to kind of put her in the space where she's kind of reeling from this loss. Uh, but it just seems, it seems like it's missing something. It didn't, didn't quite flow. But again, that's only if you kind of think too heavy on it. If you can kind of just breathe and relax and go, it's like, yeah, okay, it's 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 all right. So um, this is this is not um, this is not going to be a movie that you want to heavily think too much about. But uh, is kind of fun if you don't. Uh, there's some great dialogue, uh, a lot of great quippiness back and forth between a lot of the characters, both uh, the uh, protagonist, the antagonist. Uh, there's a lot of uh, fun stuff. There's also a lot of awkward dialogue here and there. Um, 
so I mean, uh, if you have problems with with dialogue that doesn't exactly make sense and doesn't exactly flow, you may have a couple hiccups here and there, and that's harder to get past sometimes. But um, for the most part, I mean, really, it seems like, and I'm probably wrong, but in my mind, how it appeared is that this was a very bare bones plot. It was not maybe fleshed out completely. It feels like it was intentionally left to be simple. And then when you're in the scene, you let the actors kind of riff. You let the uh, thing develop. And then it feels like it's kind of watching as the scene progresses. Like, nope, we need to alter this, change this. A lot of kind of on-the-fly, uh, tw- uh, a lot of on-the-fly tweaking that might have occurred. It's just, this is kind of how it felt to me. Uh, I could be completely wrong. But I actually like how that feels. It's one of the reasons I like a lot of uh, Kevin Smith movies. Um, And I'm not saying that's how he does things. But that's kind of the feel that I get from a lot of Kevin Smith movies. It feels like there's a lot of tweaking done at any given time to completely change how things are and then kind of turn things on its head or give it a different kind of um, uh, emphasis. It it kind of makes it fresh and and fun. Um, So, I mean... Uh, I would have to, again, give it a solid 15 out of 20. So, I mean, it's, it's like I said, it's not going to wow you in terms of the quality of the, of the plot, but it's fun. And if you can just relax a little bit and let go some of the things that aren't logical, it's just a fun ride. When you add everything together, that makes it a 77 out of 100, which is clearly in solid C-plus uh, range. And I'd say that's right. This is a this is a film that I really enjoyed watching. It's probably one I would watch again at some point. It's not one that I'm necessarily dying to put right back into the the Blu-ray player, but uh, but it, yeah, it's just kind of it's it's just nice. It's uh, almost like a palate cleanser. Uh, so if you've been watching a lot of heavy stuff and you want something just kind of fun to watch, this is a great movie for that purpose. Or you've got somebody you want to hang out with, you don't know them very well, and get, a get-to-know-them kind of movie, this is a great way to, to gauge some reactions <laughs> and see how that goes. But what did you think? You should definitely let us know because we have a variety of social media that you can interact with. We are, are of course, at Real Pudding Guys on Twitter. We are at putting guys on both Instagram and Facebook. We have a web page with forums that you can visit, and we even have a Patreon page at Putting Guys, where for just a dollar a month, you can help support us as we find new people to talk to and find new equipment to talk into. Uh, we always appreciate our patrons, and uh, until next week, keep watching movies. <laughs>